0: going on everybody and welcome back to the a show with the kings pro wrestling podcast i'm justin a little under the weather today of course as not as 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 usual for me lately with meals what's up meals
1: coincidence i'm eating by the way very cardinal of podcasting never do it ever i don't recommend it um you would be sick on valentine's day is this how we get out of stuff is this the keys to victory, my friend?
0: No, it's not. I, I just, I just ended up getting sick. I, it's the weather changing like crazy, which is uh, <clears throat> it's always you bad. You got for sick
1: me. around Thanksgiving. You got sick around Christmas. You got sick around Valentine's Day. What's the jig, my friend? What is going on here? Like work
0: kind of ramps up, and like things that I do ramp up around the holidays. I guess. Mm, Which causes okay. me to go out and eat like shit. And every other day, I'm I'm like getting healthy. But now I'm just chugging tea. So it is what it is.
1: Hey, man. Listen, it is what it is. First of all, it's going to be late for the public people, but for the Patreon people, happy Valentine's Day. Um, we've done this for at least five different Valentine's Day now. Um, only had to cancel once for Valentine's Day. This is crazy cancel canceled um, me? No, us. Like, I think the first Valentine's Day we ever had, we, we didn't cancel the show, but we was like, yo, this show, obviously we got to move this back a day because it's like, I think you were in a new relationship. I was at the time in a new relationship and it was just like, we should probably move this back a day to spend time with our significant others. But now, we found time fuck to him. just kind of do it. <laughs> now, fuck them. I mean... <laughs> It's really fuck them <laughs> on this side. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> With that said, I um, want to introduce a guest we have here. This has been a long time coming. I'm almost ashamed how long this has taken to come. But we have Hall of Fame patron. Kel is joining us on the A Show this week. Kel, what is up, my guy?
2: What's happening, I am probably the latest podcast and the bank winner that's been on there so far, because it's, <laughs> I want it. to say, so, you know, I'm excited, let's get it, you know, I also got to be honest too, so when I did the Hall of Fame tier, you know, I I knew it came with a guest opportunity, uh, but I didn't know it came with a t-shirt, so, you know, it's just a bonus yeah. being the Hall of Fame. Also, hey, I'm late. Hey, for, it still uh, does. Like, <laughs> um, so I'm supposed to be on the black print too. You know, I'm just. Hey, listen. Just that T, that T is a little more complicated. <laughs> so when I signed up for that one, I knew I got a T-shirt. I didn't know I had the opportunity to be on the show. So it's in reverse. So I'm excited. Yeah, there you know
0: it go. There you go. Hey. Well, obviously on blackprint we'll have more more uh more conversation on where our tears are going ironically we have to come up with that this week so uh tune in to blackprint for the new patron tiers but uh yeah kel you're 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 outstanding in terms of being in debt uh to our shows to two of our shows so this is this is you paying off your debt for one of them so thank you for being on the show
2: thank you for having me i feel like a guest pastor the intro was nice
1: well listen don't feel like a guest because you're a third talking head on this shit so don't feel like a guest but i do want to ask um first of all before we get started on any stuff in how did you get into wrestling how did you get into the a show like kind of tell us your little backstory so the people could understand where you from and and where you where this all started and how you ended up here essentially
2: So, I think my earliest memory of wrestling was actually Goldust because I was confused. I was a Power Rangers fan and I was like, Goldust, Goldard, is this the same nigga? Like, I wasn't sure. But that's my earliest memory. But I want to say I jumped in WCW first. I remember uh, it was after the NWO uh, was created. And, you know, I'm from the South, so. WCW is the bigger territory here, so it was an easy access point. But I made the switch to WWF right after WrestleMania 14, right after the Tyson stuff. My dad was big in the boxing, so um, he got into the product, so I got into the product and took off from there. It's crazy enough, too, because when you guys mentioned uh, Fully Loaded last week, that was like the first uh, video I remember renting that was wrestling-related. Because that's the one with the the Sable match, right? The bikini contest? Don't ask me why. That was my my entry point. I didn't know that was on the tape. And I watched it with my mom. And just imagine when that point comes up. And she's just like, yep. Not letting you get this shit ever again. So (laughs) I'll take a break out of that.
0: No, I'm glad. And and for anyone who doesn't know what Kel was talking about last week, I started a new segment called Who Won This Match? (laughs) 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 <laughs> where I stomp meals for 10, 15 minutes on uh random cards. Uh and one of them was the fully loaded, I think ninety-eight card. And uh yeah, that that was on there. So if you don't have Patreon, make sure you get that. We're gonna play that again today with some elimination chamber themed uh questions for meals and kel this week.
1: Nice. I love it, I love it. Um I so all right, sidebar. What I asked you guys, because this came up on my this came up on my Instagram feed today. It's Valentine's Day related. Um, so you know Valentine's Day is the day everyone does their big reveals of whatever. I'm dating this person. Um we're having a baby. Something along those lines. Just big reveals. Everyone waits for Valentine's Day. To me, it's kind of wild. I feel like if you wanna I guess the algorithm is good on that day but then also you're like crammed in with a bunch of other reveals and stuff like that. My home girl who shall not be named, which I don't even think she would ever listen to this show. She's not a wrestling fan. She did the reveal of her, like she's dating her significant other with the caption. It's like an Instagram story. And it said something along those lines of, um, Oh, you know, say it with your chest. My, My home girl told me to say it with her chest, but she revealed her partner, but they had the smiley, the emoji over their face. So, oh. like, I want to ask you guys, as as men in this situation, I'm a man too, but I'm, I'm the one asking this question. How would you necessarily feel about that? He has no social media, and I guess he's on YouTube or something along those lines. But she like she covered the face with emojis as if like, "I'm in a relationship, but you'll never know who this nigga is" or something along those lines. How do you necessarily feel about that? Because I'm I'm like, bro, why would you do that?
0: But I'm I'm all for like the hand. Like the hand is a good one back at the in hand the At the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> the hand is cool.
1: Looking down to at place. the menu.
0: Looking down at the menu. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> who's that? You know? Uh I'm cool with that. The emoji just disrespectful. That's like is he ugly or is
1: she ugly? <laughs> no. I mean, th- yeah. to be honest, they're they're both
2: pretty good-looking people. But I'm like, bro, what is going on here? What do you think, Kel? I'm too pessimistic to go with the emoji trend cuz I'm like, what you had <laughs> you only have to do this. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I I hit her up. I was like, I was like I was like, just do what's best for you in your relationship. <laughs> That's pretty much what I said. I was like, I don't know about putting them, like, if you if you can't reveal it all the way, or if you don't want to, then don't. <laughs> like, if you right, if like, you're gonna put an emoji on someone, I feel like the emoji is not not it's not like disrespectful, disrespectful, but it's like I would feel a type of way is like, okay, so like. I don't know. I would, I would feel like, yo, am I ugly? Like he's like, no, but I, I guess she doesn't want people to know who he is. But I'm like, then why would you even go through the process of doing this?
2: this
0: You're not dating Drake, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So like, what are you covering up for? I think even more disrespectful is putting the 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 you know the thinking the rubbing chin emoji over Nate. Like who is it? Like I
1: just feel like, I'm like
0: so... social media has us so skewed to a point where. We feel right. like we have to protect who we're dating for I don't know. Or, you know, like that type of reveal to me is just kind of crazy, but it goes hand in hand with just the way the world is now. It's like you got to have that soft reveal, soft launch of the relationship in order for it to mean right. something.
1: Well, I, I, I would do that on close friends and this is my and she does on close friends. I'm on her close friends. So she does on Close Friends, but it's like on the public story, which I can understand because I was kind of in the same kind of vein as well as like, okay, anything that I have is kind of like, if you know, you know, I'm not really like putting it fully out there. Um, But it's not like I'm denying that I was ever dating someone. But like, um, I don't know, to me, I'm just like, my best course of action for all these type of things are, do what works best for your relationship at the end of the day. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about the, I'm big on, like, denying societal norms on, like, how shit is supposed to be done. Like, um, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. That's, I hate that shit. I'll be telling, like, what, what am I actually supposed to do? Who's t- who making all these rules? That's always that goes in my own brain. Um, but just do what's best for your relationship. Right, like, you know, if you don't is,
0: want to do is, the, the emoji, review. Is the emoji best for your relationship, though?
1: No. I feel like, well, he's not on social media, but it seems like she wanted to share that because it's Valentine's Day, like, I got a boo because that's what you're supposed to do on Valentine's Day. But realistically, you don't have to do this at
2: all. <laughs> like, Valentine's Day I will be over tomorrow. Tweet. But, like, you know, I, I treat social media like, what's the purpose? Like, what purpose do you have posting, you know, it could be a tweet, it can be a IG post. Like, I always treat social media like, What's my point here? So, like, you know, with Twitter especially, you know, I want to make sure that if I'm going to put something out, people can react to it. And if not, that's cool. If they do, it's cool. But, like, that kind of muddies the purpose because it's like mm-hmm. you're excited but not, you know, excited enough to share. And I get people's privacy because I'm pretty private myself. But, yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think I will be cool with that, even if I'm not on social media. I don't think I would
1: First of all, I would never do it on Twitter. Never in a million years. <laughs> I would never. Like, I wouldn't even post, I don't even, I wouldn't even post my significant other on Twitter because the moment I see, I feel like the moment that happens and I see other people who are not really associated with me start following a significant other, I would be like, all right, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs>
2: Twitter's not. There's a a couple of those. There's a couple of
1: those. To be honest with you, but you know I ain't gonna say no names. Um,
0: (laughs) what what is what? But I got a question. Sure. This is this is this is deeper than this show could could probably ever have gone today. What does love mean to you? What is what to me? What does love mean to you? You know what I said, nigga.
1: Oh, what, what is, is love? What <laughs> is this is fucking Lauren Hill album, nigga? Um, yeah, there, it there it go. See, Mills, this is how Mills deflects from deep <laughs> questions. Okay, love me. Love means that. Um, <laughs> I always think Look of at Lauryn album. Album. Like a Lauren Hill album. commercial. Look at him squirming. <laughs> I'm not squirming. I'm not squirming at all, because first of all, I love a lot of people. So, let's just say <laughs> I'm a very loving person. And not in that way. Don't laugh, nigga. <laughs> you a love um, love nigga. I love listen, it's true though. Now, nah, I love for me is like, you know, when you um care about someone pretty much unconditionally, even to the point where you care more about them than your actual self. So that's kind of like what it means to me. And I have a lot of people like that in my life where, you know, I just, you know, I love a lot of people. I'm not a I'm not a hateful person. I'm not a spiteful person. I'm not like against the only thing I'm I, I, I'm like against like societal norms and stuff like that. Like my big thing take is like marriage is like eh, but maybe I'm going too far on this one. Um but other than that, I love love. Like, love is dope.
0: What about you, what say
1: you Yeah, what say you, Kel?
2: <laughs> um, I would say... <laughs> Look at y'all. Look at y'all. Y'all man or what? <laughs> we gonna get to love you, Nicole. married man. You know, Don't worry about you. <laughs> it's protection at the end of the day for me. So, you know, I treat it kind of like an investment. You put in what you get out and all of that. Yeah. So... You know, that's what I look for. Um, Not somebody's going to just take care of me. You know, I don't need a mother or anything like that. I just need somebody that's going to be down in the trenches with me. Like, make sure I'm good. I make sure you're good. We go from there. That's significant other. That's family member. That's friend. I'm always going to show love. Like, at the end of the day, I love to give people their flowers while they can, you know, smell them. But, yeah, I don't. I don't think love is unconditional because you have to accept your significant other, you know, the good with the bad. So you're gonna have to absorb and that's where you find yourself is where, you know, can I deal with this and this at the same time? Because it's not gonna be all roses. You're gonna have to deal with some bullshit. So as long as you can deal with that and you're able to provide the things that I need, yeah, we good. At the end of the day. And, you know, a lot of people get into it initially where that plan sounds well, but treat it like a job, too. Like, you're not going to love your job every day, but ideally you want to find somewhere that you work, that you love. At the same time, because you put in what you get out. Don't treat it like a job. Don't treat it like it's work. Um, But make sure that that person that you're invested in is taken care of. And Ooh. just figure it out in between.
1: See, I like that. I like all that. right take us home take us home married man what is, what is what does love I mean had to had you
0: been i've been talking about love for a year i've had to talk about love for a year okay
1: <laughs> what is this year of love really- to you
0: love love is it love is and don't get me wrong love is work love is work you know what i mean love it love is, is is making someone happy that's work love is you know, being able to be open and being some, like shorter to cry on—that's work. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 meaningful work. It's not work that feels like a chore or a labor. It's work that you do because you love to do it. And if you love doing, you know, if you love what you know, if you're doing what you love, it's never you know, it never feels like work. Obviously, but to me, I've I've, I've learned a different definition of what that is. I see I see my wife every single day. Y'all realize this? I see her every single day. <laughs> every day that
1: so, so that's work <laughs> yeah hey man but ultimately you know it's a connection that y'all guys have as well you know oh, i love the it connection. absolutely and then and and building off of that and wanting to build together and then and, and opening up fucking notes documents and i'm hearing the shit update in the background for you like that's love you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's yeah. that's building something together at this point, and that connection that you guys have, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So,
2: can only, it, she can it, only work so, with, so she with.
1: hears this.
0: I'm not playing this. <laughs> not
2: Me playing and my old lady, we have fun, <laughs> we, we be outside with it. So, she'll be on page half huh? On, it, the main on on Patreon. Patreon. right. And um, her Valentine's Day gift is Beyonce tickets, so... Oh, wow. I had to buy two tickets, so we ain't doing shit today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, shit, we might do something this weekend, but for the most part... And it's out of town, too. We're going to Chicago for it, so... Fuck. Damn.
0: Damn, bro. Hey, you could have just... Played the uh the homecoming Netflix documentary shit and that would have been a concert right there. See
2: I'm about to go buy a pound and I'm yeah. gonna figure this shit out because ain't no way.
1: <laughs> well, uh we about love, to go to the better seats. <laughs> yeah, love sometimes is Beyonce tickets, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You hit you you,
0: you see that you see that pastor who would just like you you worship the devil if you get they that's me. That's me all day. <laughs> she said, she said, she said, a couple people is a is a coven. More than a thousand is a hive. You part of her beehive? I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <And> she's
1: snapping. <laughs> she went off the top rope with that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, oh, oh shit. My. She's snapping.
0: Hey, bro, we're going to go to Patreon uh, real quick. So we'll, we'll be back with No Holds Barred. And our predictions on limited Chamber when we get back from Patreon. All right, y'all, I dropped out in the last one. But I did stump the boys and all the other trivia for Elimination Chamber. Thank you, Kel, for, for joining in with us on that this week.
2: We had a decent run. I appreciate it. Hey, man, we did good, man. We did good.
1: We did good. Uh, enough, enough of the love talk. Let's get to the wrestling talk. How about that?
0: All right. since you, No, we, we, I'm going to talk about no love here. No love.
1: No
0: love. <laughs> There's no love with Tony Khan and WWE.
1: Uh, uh, I was not, but I was looking forward to this at the same time. But go on, went on, sir.
0: The, he went on the Dan Levitard show where he talked about a strange interview, by the way. Just there's been a, like a really weird undercurrent of, of media saying that AEW is doing like this astronomical business in light of WWE doing astronomical business. Where it just seems like it's like like, what are y'all talking about? And that's what I think. They just
1: want to champion an alternative, like very, very badly. I think that's where the angle is. It seems like they just want to champion alternative, but what they're really stating is not. It's not that it's not fact. I'm sure they're doing better. I'm sure AEW is doing fine, but better than WWE right now? Fuck no.
0: Yeah, no. It's not even close. I mean, look at what the everything is. But that's what half of this Leavittar interview was the other day. So he brings up a 2021 story about Nick Khan having talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling shortly after they began working with AEW. And he said, you know, uh, I called the New Japan executives and said, is this true? Did WWE try and call you and get you to turn on me? And they said, yeah. And I said, OK, are we still doing the stuff we have uh, planned? And he said, because at the time we had a match set up for Dynamite, there was going to be a New Japan title match in AEW. It was the first of those such matches. And then, and then he said the officials didn't trust WWE and wanted to continue working with AEW. Uh, and he said that, you know, despite AEW's, uh, th- you know, WWE's trying to, it's like a real war. They're, they've been trying to basically not play fair and uh, undercut them in every pass. And he said, you know, he, he has no love for them. He, he basically just like, this is a real war. And he said, Nick Khan is two-faced.
2: Go off, Kel. Tony Khan's a loser. <laughs> I guess. Real big loser mentality. Like, uh, he's a chatty patty, bro. Um None of that seems to be... Even in favor of AEW. Like, what did New Japan get from AEW? What makes New Japan trust AEW? Talent loaning? Um, they don't make their guys look better in position. You remember when Okada came out at the end of, like, one of those Dynamite episodes and it was not a big deal? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, No, uh, Oka- no
0: wait. Okada was a big deal... Okada was a big deal. Tanahashi was a big. Deal. I think it was somebody else that came out, and everybody was like, "Who? I forget who it was."
1: They, Jay nah, White. He, he, probably. He's talking about they brought out Okada just for like a run in, instead of it being like a big deal of him being, you know, come to the WWE. He was brought in as just kind of like a run in to save at to save Adam Page from Adam Cole and Jay White. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't. It didn't really seem like a big deal when he when he kind of came in, but um. I mean, I believe this is what, it's kind of like fueling Tony Khan in his head. I believe he needs this kind of like, he needs this to be true in his own head. So he has justifications for the things that he does and the way he operates his own business on a spectrum of that. WWE hates me and they're trying to get me at every turn, which is why, you know, we get the five-year deals with Adam Cole and Tommy End, or you get the, the 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 television shows or like all the other stuff like this. I feel like he generally believes that he needs this. Um but it's interesting it's an interesting take of him thinking that there's like I'm sure there is. Like I'm sure WWE is not necessarily fond of AEW but I don't think they see him as like competition
2: competition.
0: And there's certainly um, no this sounds
2: like this is Ja Moran. Yeah. When they say we good in the in the West, I'm like, <laughs> eh, are you? It's like you that sure? athletic mindset because athletes have an irrational sense of confidence. Like I get what y'all were saying, but it's it's similar to that where it's like, yeah, you see, you need to focus on yourself
1: right now. <laughs> but he
2: he, the
1: thing is, it's like I think I don't even know if it's an it. There there's a little bit of irrational confidence in it, but then there's also like a a larger part of like. Delusion too, in a sense. And I don't necessarily want to like heart like, you know, be the bad, like AEW guy, but there's like I think what he boasts from his standards are just within his standards and not looking at the bigger wrestling kind of like picture. Because he's say you'll say, like, oh, we did this awesome get here, and we've done like when he was when he was talking about the streaming platform, right? Yeah. <laughs> So he's talking about, he's like, oh, AEW would love to do streaming. We have 18 pay-per-views, at least, you know, 300 hours of Dynamite um, and several other things. I'm like, bro, yeah. that is not enough for a streaming yeah. network.
0: That's not enough.
1: <laughs> I was like, the yeah. fuck are you talking about, bro? There's some niggas that will get through that in six days. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's more there's more episodes at Doug than that, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 like, like, what do you, what, what do we, like, it's his own, um... It's his own way of how he thinks of things, and granted, I you you want that out of someone leading your company to always be looking on the bright side of things. Um, but also, I I don't know about this this feud. There, I do believe there's a feud between WWE and AEW because there are definitely competition, and at some certain points, um, business their business does intersect. But I don't think it's as big as a war. If he's trying to put off of it. Like he was like, "Yo, it's actually like real, real." And I don't believe, and I don't think anyone believes him to be honest with you. Except not anymore. WWE, man. I,
0: again, I, I take it all the way back to that period in 2021. Cole is there, Punk is there, Brian is there, Kenny's champ, Paige is hot. Everybody on that, Cody's still there, by the way. He's, he's doing his thing. That was the moment where they had WWE on the ropes, they had them on the ropes. There was no, no doubt about it. I mean, me and meals were a little skeptical, obviously, but, I but, think, but the perception, I mean, the perception right. was that it's over. Well, and, we said, percep-
1: yeah. and we said, I mean, not so fast, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I think what truly turned the tide for a lot of things was Vince stepping out of the creative position. Oh yeah. Um, and that's truly what changed the tide, and I don't think he foresaw that coming. And I think that probably affects him way more than probably anything else. Because I I, I foresaw a lot of a lot more talent going to AEW, or at least attempting to go to AEW. I don't know where they were going to sign them all, but I foresaw the tide moving in that direction. And you saw, like you said, you saw it with Daniel Bryan, you saw it with Adam Cole, you saw it with CM Punk, kind of the wave moving in that direction because of who was at the helm of WWE and kind of like their mindset and stuff like that. But now that that's kind of over the wave has definitely shipped back in a momentous fashion. I mean, I don't, Cody was still under the Vince regime, but I think that was a large part of the momentum moving back in another direction. AEW had a, certainly momentum, but I could never say that they were a clear cut winner at any point or time or ever in in against WWE. And they still aren't now. I mean, but...
2: I mean, I can, maybe. It's a competition in this nigga's head. I don't know. It's, <laughs> he can't cater. He can't pander to the no advanced audience anymore. So it's kind of... This is know, true. You have to live on your own merits. And the product is and, not and, that good because... They don't do characters. They don't do characters. They don't do storylines. Random matches won't, will only get you so far. Even Impact has some kind of continuity where like you need to tune in next week to see this, to see where the storyline progresses. You don't have right. to do that with Dynamite or Rampage.
1: I think the and fans just... of Dynamite and Rampage are getting exhausted. They're getting exhausted from the matches just themselves. And when you have all these type of matches and you're going and you're kind of like interchanging all of them, nothing becomes truly a surprise anymore. I think everyone's waiting for Adam Cole to come back to see what, because he never really, has, he hasn't really done anything yet in AEW, despite being there for almost two years. um, So I think people are looking forward to that. But realistically, he's exhausted all of the major matches. And none of the results have been really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, he for- had that long feud with Paige, too. And, you know, it, it, it can only go so far. Like, I watched Dynamite last week. Okay. okay. We and. Do. You no, know, I watch it just because I. At one point, I'm just like I'm bored. I always watch it because it's one of the few shows that actually airs here, when when you guys see it. So I just again like it reminds me of watching old ROH when they didn't have stories, or PWG when they don't have they don't have stories. It's very like inter, inter intertwined and and into and the matches and, and nothing else. And again, for for him to say that this is a war. You're offering a very different product, of course. So it's just like, but I feel like there's two, these are two different companies, and mm-hmm. what they're doing right now is two different approaches. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, not only just a business side of WWE, but I'm seeing again, AEW is very much a startup. They're still figuring it out. But if they keep trying to like speed up to the finish line, they're not going to. You know what I mean? They're going to get humbled. So,
1: well, all right. So also, this 2021 story. Not I'm looking at it before. There was definitely a point where WWE was talking about New Japan, talking with New Japan, and we covered it because they were trying to get um Brian Danielson a match yeah. in, in Japan. And realistically, like if WWE is going to be doing business with New Japan, their biggest competitor in the United States can't be doing business with New Japan. So I'm sure they had the agreement on the instance of like, oh, okay if we do this with you AEW guys cannot be there can't be like an AEW kind of like you know overall feel to the show i'm sure there's people from new japan who maybe can filter between both of the show but they can't be an overall kind of um like
0: like like look and
1: be, feel yeah, yeah yeah like it can't be that um and then we because we were I remember we reported this and we were so excited about this. And then talks fell through like almost immediately afterwards. And then, you know, you get uh eventually, you know, New Japan and AEW working together. And I think really that's what kind of forced a lot of their working relationship together. Because you remember initially at the beginning of AEW, Tony Khan didn't really want to work with New Japan. Yeah. Um he really didn't want to he didn't think right now they had anything to really benefit from with working with them. And they thought like maybe one day, but not now. And I know Kenny always wanted to work with them and probably the Bucks wanted to work with them. But at this point, early in 2019, 2020, they didn't really want to work with them. I truly do believe, I mean, while they were having talks because um, Moxley was the U S champion in new Japan, and maybe they needed to do something there because Moxley couldn't even take the, the championship on the actual AEW show, if I can remember correctly.
0: He couldn't. I mean, and they've they've all won championships on New Japan that they can't they couldn't defend in America.
1: <laughs> right. So I do believe I have I mean, what I could surmise is they were discussing this at one point and maybe discussing doing a show or kind of like what collaborative thing at the same time WWE was. And WWE said, nah, we're not really with that. Like this whole like Moxley shit on the show and all this other stuff like that. And eventually I'm sure New Japan says, we can't do that. We have to do what's best in the interest for us. And WWE says, I bet and hung up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they went on to work with AEW and stuff like that um and you know he says because at the time you had a match set up on wednesday night dynamite where there was going to be a new japan um title match in aew it was the first of those such matches what well, was the first new japan title match it definitely was for that u.s championship right
0: i believe so i think it was Lance like it, yeah. and and moxley right hold on.
1: U.S. i feel it it's either that or the texas Hideo, death Hideo match Hideo um yeah
2: the texas death match right wasn't that it let me see. I think so, because I think Archer won.
0: Yeah, because think... Archer beat Moxley there. And right. Because he was he was doing an excursion
1: anyway. John Moxley couldn't, yeah, he um he couldn't travel to New Japan to defend a belt. Um they formed the relationship on AEW Dynamite. It was defended on the first time with John Moxley defeating Yuji Nagata. Um yeah, on Dynamite. So it was a it was John Moxley versus Yuji Nagata. This is May of 2021. Let me okay. see. WWE New Japan, Daniel Bryan. Um rumors of the Daniel Bryan thing happened. July two 2021. So it is it's around the same time. Oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry. That's his rumors to so go to AEW. Um
0: <laughs> I, I again, I think it's 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 Tony once again revealing things that i feel like are best left like between them two you know what i'm saying Between Absolutely. best, like i just think it was just an odd thing to say um oh I don't may, know. look may
1: 2020 may 2021 was when the initial reports of the new japan daniel bryan wwe thing so i feel like so, that was it
0: something fell apart then come and on then man
1: so, this journalism shit is too easy <laughs> but again
0: it's like it's like and now Brian's there and he still can't get a new Japan match.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't give it to him. But <laughs> I mean, so it, how does that make sense? Like, got gotcha ass company. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: like, what? Uh yeah, following I mean. up on this following up on this AW the AEW news. Cody went on a a a press run for the, Amen. the Raw in Brooklyn. Hey man, he's the press God.
1: Hey man. go talk about that raw in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you were there. You were there. Um Cody talked about the AEW brawl. Uh, he he talks quite candidly about his feelings about that brawl. He said, you know, people were, were were some people were texting him and somebody said you're the you're the smartest guy in the room and and Cody was not a fan of somebody texting him that. He was like, I I he didn't feel that way. He said, I feel as though this thing we got that that we built got damaged. He said I hated seeing that. He said I don't he said, you know, the you know, he he says when you go over to win a title that's a feather in the cap but when you go over to do your own to, to create your own company that's a feather in the cap, cap in the in the wrestling business the same as winning a world title or the royal rumble uh, and he says he don't he doesn't want that to be a race he doesn't want it to go away he was bummed out uh, when he saw it and he said that's not how we envisioned it and he said if you feel that feeling that you had it all in that was the feeling that you know AEW was and when that thing happened with punk they lost it
1: what you guys hey, feel man. about it i want to i want to see his actual text. <laughs> do you think, i want to see I'm his actual text self. nah I, I, I want to see his actual text because that's cool to say <laughs> but what did he really say during that time um he probably
0: had, i feel like he probably was it was against punk there i i felt like podium punk were never really that cool
1: he says you they were i mean he says they were he says he had he said promo? during an interview no no no. i watch um oh yeah you're right i, I remember lines, i yeah, watched exactly. <laughs> i remember i watched well i did watch the entire thing and he was like oh yeah you know i used to make sure that punk would always like literally eat like if i catered i bought the food for punk to so make sure he did and they were like old writing buddies or something along those lines um But, I mean, that could be all a bunch of hullabaloo. Because, like, Cody's Cody's a politician. Like, I love Cody. But he knows how to say the right thing at some times. And it's it's the only thing against him because I feel like his responses sometimes, they're honest, but also very polished. Mm -hmm. um, To the point where it feels like, you know, I don't know to actually believe him. Um, <laughs> do you think Cody is a liar? Cody
0: is a liar. Yes. <laughs> that
1: Cody's boy's a liar, a liar. <laughs> that boy's a liar, Cody's um, a liar. <laughs> no, but like I think that could all be true, and it's interesting to hear his vantage point of the whole punk thing, but like Cal said. That last promo, you can't tell me from that last promo and he didn't see this thing coming mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like those words felt more truthful than him sitting in an interview and kind of being able to speak about this months later and have kind of a response to it. It's great. And I think, he I don't think he wants to, I think in all of his interviews post AEW, he's done a great job in not diminishing AEW at all. Um,
0: Is he 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 would be dumb to do that because he helped create the company.
1: Absolutely. So he has not diminished AEW at all. um But realistically, like if you look at the things, to be honest with you, in my opinion, if you look at the things that were done said afterwards, he has all right to. He's just chosen not to because he's a politician in <laughs> his responses. And that's cool. It's it's nice to take the high road in some instances, especially when you win it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you win, <winning. laughs> when you, and at the same and you time, win yeah, like, it, yeah. Like it's it's easy to take that, but like I don't know if I all the way believe
2: that because you you know the I first know. year that he was there, the Bucks were that the elite. All of that they were sacrificing way more than they should have and they were sacrificing more than the, the bigger names it's like your Moxley's, like your Jericho's and you see Punk come in with the cachet that he has and he's, you know, I'm sure that wears on the Elite and Cody at the time is happening. Not to say that they're right or they were wrong, but, you know, they look around and like what he said, it's not the same company that we found it because again, AEW that gotcha ass company that, you know, they always <laughs> trying to get that one up. So he looked at the landscape and saw that, you know, the guys that I even bring along, like your MJFs, your Ricky Starks, your award by extension. These guys are in the same position or worse to cater to somebody that don't even seems to want to be here. So I get his point of view on the disappointment behind the All Out uh, press conference because I think he looks at it kind of pointing at Tony for not being able to Right with shit shit. But you'll never him.
1: directly point it at Tony. You'll right. never do it publicly, at least. Publicly for sure, not.
0: I think I think what's missing from and I think Cody listen, I think Cody does great. Um,
1: this is the best way to go. It's better than what the fucking elite did with the post CM Punk thing. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, no, for for sure. Um, I, I, I think what's missing here is Cody not admitting if he's ever had points where he was petty or where he did anything wrong. I think he, he talks just up to the point where he has to take accountability for what happens. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the AW stuff. Like I, he'll take accountability for things within WWE because he's there now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, he will be like Triple H eight shouldn't be a fan of me. I, Triple H should hate me. Da, da, da. I, I, and, and again, that's enlightening. I, I get where he's saying, yo, I was an asshole. And he has no right to, to sign me or, or fuck with me or even give me the title because of the way right. that I, things I did. But on the other end, when it's time for him to be like, okay, but you were there when Punk was there. So did you know that any of this was going to happen? Were there any telltale signs? And how come no one's ever asked him about that final promo yet? You know what I mean? Like, other than, I believe, Mass Man had brought it up briefly when he signed last year. Remember that, that interview he had with him when he, when he first got out the match with Seth and they, they put it out that night? Um, mm mm-hmm. He briefly talks about it there. But no one's ever said, like, did you see this coming? And I think that he has to have accountability for, as an EVP, there was a lot of things that I let go. And there was a lot of things that I let happen that probably Mm -hmm. led to what is happening right now. And as much as I fuck with whatever Cody's doing in WWE right now, I am not forgetting that he's absolutely, absolutely on the hook for a lot of the bullshit that maybe is still to come or what or or what's happening while he was there. And I think that's the that's the one thing that not turns me off but makes me like I fuck with it but I'm also like uh all right Cody <laughs> like
1: yeah like to be honest with you it's a I'm not expecting him to bash AEW and that's not what we want. You know what I'm saying? But truthfully speaking, I don't think we've heard the full truth. Yeah. And, it, and I don't think he intends on telling us at this point um in his career and i don't think he didn't tell because he again like he has so much invested in AEW as well um and probably if i had to guess you probably had some discussion with tony khan where it's like please don't shit on us (laughs) 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 Um, if i had to guess um because it would be really easy to we still in my opinion i he said a lot of things in interviews um there's got to be more than one reason why he left, right? Yeah. Like, it, the idea to it finish off what Yeah, the idea to finish off how everything was running in AEW, that final promo that he had in AEW, the inclusion of Punk into a lot of these storylines while he was also being clearly pushed out. I mean... It was clear there was a divide between the EVPs. He says that he's great friend. I, I listened to an entire interview. He was like, Yeah, I'm you know, I'm great friends at Kenny and the Buck still. And he very male, very well, maybe, but there was a lot of problems going on. Mm-hmm. And he was effectively almost pushed out of AEW because his um his philosophy of wrestling didn't really match up with theirs. And it started getting a little bit more deeper than rap.
0: And they was and remember the Bucks and Punk were horned up over or the Bucks and Kenny were horned up over Punk. And not so much over Cody at that time. He was getting booze. He was They're getting booed. booed. <laughs> like we could not forget that. And they had he still hasn't talked about that. He says not talked about that that point in his career at AW AEW where he was getting booed. And the
2: one what I was saying, the one thing that I remember the most from his exit was, you know, they didn't really bad mouth him. It was the people around him that they they took their shots at. Like, you remember when, you know, they took the shots at Brandy and all the things that she was doing behind the scenes. But they didn't quite point that finger at well, Kenny, Cody. So I always Kenny thought that did. was kind of...
0: Kenny went off. I remember Kenny was injured. We hadn't heard from Kenny in months. Remember that? And he comes on the observer randomly and just straight shit on Cody. And that's why the, the comments about him being close with them are, are interesting to me because it's like... Are you being a politician here? Are you lying? That's why I would love to know what the breakdown was. And I feel like we're not going to know, like Mill said, until his biography. You know what I mean? That's when we're going to figure it out. But um, yeah.
1: It's, it's... That shit might be out next May, nigga. <laughs> 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 at the pace of we going at. This shit might be
2: out soon. It's like book deal. Man, A&E biography. Coming soon.
0: Uh, one more thing on <sighs> AEW here. CM Punk News. Um, Dave Meltzer says that Punk will be ready in April. But uh, there's no word on if Tony will actually let Punk come back. And he, uh, Dave says, uh, Tony's going to do what Tony's going to do, and I don't know what it's going to be. There's a lot of damage there to the brand. It wasn't just like he yelled at the Bucks. It was the brand. I mean, he basically said AEW is second rate. Having been in attendance for Punk's infamous All Out press conference, uh, he said that there's bridges that have yet to be crossed between the two parties. So there's a lot of mending offenses that need to be done. And there's been no mending offenses at all. And he, he also mentions that there are, are a lot of people that are, push, are pushing for Punk to not come back, including those like Jericho. And, I mean, it's been not so silent that maybe people like Moxley I, agree with this.
1: One thing that we never... We didn't cover on the show because I think it was a big week at that time um, was Seth Rollins' comments to CM Punk during mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble Press. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's a clear indication of kind of how at least a a, a, uh, a section of the industry views punk as kind of this cancer. And it re- it's weird. It's, it's this reinforcing point um, that AEW and WWE have regarding CM Punk. Right. And it's not necessarily wrong because I think he's really done both companies the exact same way. Um, but he also feels wrong by both companies as well, which I think in a sense is also a little bit valid. I think he was I think there was definitely wrong on both sides of things between Punk and WWE and AEW and Punk as well on both sides for both companies. Um but I can't see Tony Khan who kind of willingly sat there as it was all going down. Yeah. <laughs> really make some sort of real big move it would have to be a a, a a kind of like a a change an acceptance in his character and then also a change in his character to be able to kind of pull that off because he doesn't look like the guy in my opinion i don't really know him um but he doesn't look like the kind of person who really does that uh well, go back so,
0: or go or back on his word
1: no not go back on his word but more so like be the one to mediate and and really Prepare the olive branch between these two parties I don't right. really see that going on um, We we saw Fucking who, who else does this happen to Fucking my guy Eddie Kingston Got a fight with uh, Sammy Sammy Guevara Eddie Kingston career has not been the same since
0: <laughs> True. Because he Because Sammy's one of the chosen guys there You know what Absolutely. I mean and It's just tough to, to, to think that There could ever coexist in that Locker room ever again like mm-hmm. I just think that it's ridiculous to to even try and put those people because it could happen again. Like, like a lot of people say, "Oh, they can make money off of this." I'm like, "This ain't
2: 1997." HBK, do you Brett. trust Tony Khan to book properly? No. <laughs> that part too. <laughs> Be for real about the shit. Do, do you really trust Tony Khan to book a CM Punk return and make it make sense?
0: No, not especially not a CM Punk return where he has to face the elite or someone from the elite. No, absolutely not.
2: Like it, people it, it want is. want to see a Kenny Omega and CM Punk match? I'm sure you have a bunch of people that want to see that, but I don't. I will, well, well Punk
0: hurt just walking down the ramp, so like I don't know if they could do that. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but yeah that that's that's the the word on Punk. He'll he'll if, he'll allegedly be healthy and in, in in April and. We'll see what happens there. I'm thinking that maybe if he's not gonna come back in April and he's he's healthy, they're gonna just figure out how to how to break his contract and, and pay him out and let him go, and he can he can just be done. Because I mean, really, like, does it even matter if he goes back to WWE? It's not gonna hurt AEW at all. I mean, he, he ended up burning that bridge. Like, it's not gonna be a gotcha. It just be ex- it be expected, you know?
2: Right. I don't even think I, I don't think that he wants to go through the code shit again either way. They get one of their guys or perceive one of their guys, and again makes them feel like a bigger deal. Because Punk would be on what I assume a limited schedule anyway; he wouldn't be there every week. We wouldn't get CM Punk speaks on Monday Night Raw <laughs> every week. So they, I think they would use him better, but I don't particularly want to see that either. So
0: yeah, I, I I think we've seen everything we could see from the guy, but it'd be interesting to see even in WWE who would want to work with him. I think I think Triple H should be open to bringing him back. It's just that like that locker room doesn't feel like they like this guy at all. So like I think that it's it's more of an issue of like who could who you know who would work with him and all if all of your top guys, barring Cody, who probably would still work with him, don't want to do it, then there's not many programs for him left out there. I don't think Roman would want to work with him either.
1: So, AJ doesn't want. to oh, better with be him. a squad. doesn't want to work with him. <laughs>
0: yeah, AJ doesn't. You know, those are your big time guys and. If it's only just going to be Cody and maybe... I think Brock will work with anybody. He'll probably work with him, too. That's
1: it. But I think the thing is, I feel like WWE promotes a more professional um, air to them where you have people who have been done wrong by various people in the past but still work with them. Um, I I, I think the idea or the notion of working for WWE... And really being in the position, other than Roman, I feel like Roman's really the only one who could call his shot at this time. I mean, to be honest, the man got a whole world championship feud with his cousin. Um, (laughs) Like, I think he's really the only one who could truly call his shot. I think realistically, the air of professionality and being actual professional in their roles will always, you know, um, rank above, like, I don't like this nigga. Because there's a lot of people you don't like, but you work with them anyway and you try to be professional and you try to, and you put on this feud and you put on this thing and everyone's gonna get money and do whatever they do. I always felt like, especially with Vince, especially with him always bringing people back who have wronged him or talk shit about him or something along those lines. The mere fact that Scott Steiner is in the Hall of Fame (laughs) is proof that WWE, like realistically, they're gonna do the right thing for business and, professionality is always going to professionality but being a professional is always going to rank over everything else yeah i can't say the same for AEW because what we've seen has shown the exact opposite so we'll see on that
0: yeah well let's get into uh elimination chamber and just quickly run through this week's shows um smackdown another strong promo <laughs> from Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is doing to me right now and I say this, we say this what every 2 3 years. He's doing the best work of his career here this year.
1: You know what I love about this program thus far and it's because I, I we had um a previous point between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, but it was like two months without a pay-per-view. So we're doing all these matches. We're doing all these tag team matches. We're doing all this stuff. It's been rare where you get like a very hard sprint between show and show. And I'm talking about Royal Rumble to Elimination Chamber. It's only three weeks. So there's roughly only about five or six shows. Yeah. So every piece, every show is mattering at this point. And they're taking their time in explaining a lot of things and positioning things. Like, for instance, um, the Tag Team Championship match wasn't the main event on SmackDown. It happened in the first half of the show. So they're able to continue to tell the story of Jay Uso and Sami Zayn throughout the show. And then eventually that main storyline with Jimmy and Paul Heyman at the end of the show. Right. And I feel like they're cramming a lot into it. But this time it doesn't really feel... It doesn't feel like things are moving too fast. It feels like we're literally telling this story. And it's a great story. And everyone's invested in SmackDown to The, the 2.4 million, 2.5 million at this point. Like, they're just doing record numbers. And the amazing part about that is it's similar to 1998 with the Mike Tyson Stone Cold and kind of like the upswing of, you know, popularity of WWE at that time. It's the stories driving these shows. Mm-hmm. And people are coming in and tuning in for these stories. And that promo with Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn continuing to tell that story and weave that kind of, like, thread for the rest of this. And this is a great time to be a fan and great time to be watching weekly, to be honest with you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, the big question also on SmackDown was, would Jay Uso show up to help um, Jimmy defend the titles against Ricochet and Braun Strowman? He did. I love that he came from the crowd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, cuz, hot backstage, lacking. My son said couldn't be caught backstage. Go on YouTube and watch. They showed the the video package of SmackDown on Raw last night. This is the most hood novel to be shit that I've ever seen in my life. Y'all know, I don't know if he gonna make it, cause you know. <laughs> Did you come? I don't know. No, but. My brother would never leave me. <laughs> and then eventually he Meanwhile, comes out. Meanwhile, Solo's like, not there. Yes, yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. Solo to hit us. Solo. This is a great story, man. This is amazing. Jay Uso, yes, he does come out. They have a great tag team championship match. Um, Usos are just having a run. And if the run is ending soon, hell of a run.
0: Hell of a run! It's gonna be a while for anyone that can even touch this. <laughs> like it's gonna be a we minute. We went from
2: people, we went from people being bored of the bloodline to weaving three stories independently but it, together. But here's the thing: I
1: also feel like Triple H. This was Triple H's mo, in a sense.
0: Strong title that?
1: reign, yeah, not strong title reigns, um, supported by competitive title defenses. You know. And it works. Uh, it's working. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel uh, as if
0: Vince was here, Roman would have lost already?
1: No. no. Nah. <laughs> uh-uh. No, be honest.
2: Nah. nah. I don't mark. think so. I, think, I don't think so. I think he loses at WrestleMania regardless. I think that's what the story ends. This story. So I think that was the. Was Maybe if Randy was? Orton, Orton was still was... around. <laughs> Give him that a random title ring. Eh?
0: <laughs> he always gets one. <laughs> always. Um, what else happened on SmackDown? Oh, oh I mean, obviously Rick Shane and Braun Strowman lost, but it was a good match. It was um, a great match. Mad Cat Moss. This is going through next week. He won a fatal five way, I believe. Uh hey, to man. be entered in.
1: Why would people to somebody. somebody?
0: I don't know. Right. I, I feel like he's not gonna face Santos. It's, he's a heel. I mean he's very I don't think he's like Gunther hasn't faced a heel yet, like heel-heel. I don't think you want to do that yet. Um, why not give him a... like Exactly, like Gunther has given everyone their best matches. So, like, if if magcaps up to, up next, I want to see what he could do. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I'm, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I, I mean, Gunther needs to be on TV. He needs to defend the title. He is having a, a Roman Reigns-esque run with the Intercontinental title right now, and, I'm, and I don't want to see it in yet. So, let's go ahead and do it.
1: And also, Ronda's back.
0: Yes, yeah, she is back, and we're going to talk about the women's stuff in a minute because there's about ten women that need to be on WrestleMania, and I don't know if they're all going to get there. But um, yeah. Raw from Brooklyn, Meals, you were there. Shout out to WWE for getting us the A show some tickets to to Raw and in, in the Barclays Center. How, how was how was your experience there?
1: This was probably the best Raw at Barclays Center that I've ever been to, and. I haven't been to many because I feel like WWE generally, in some instances, sandbags raw at Barclays, especially if it's after a pay-per-view. Um, However, this was before a pay-per-view and this was the go home show before the pay-per-view. And I feel like the first hour and a half of raw was such a awesome sprint because so much stuff happened. I mean, we opened the show. Who the fuck opened the show? Becky set up that triple threat match in the main event. I was like, this could be a WrestleMania match right here. Yeah. Like, um, they didn't fight like it was a WrestleMania match, but
0: <laughs> it felt like it, it, it
1: it? huh? It felt like it was good. I it was good, but you know what? Three hour raws. I'm tired, my back hurt.
0: But but okay, it's three hour raw or three hour mania. It's like the like
1: <laughs> it's like I've never sat through a three-hour mania, but I feel like I would feel the exact... Just a three-hour Raw in general. It's 11 o'clock. I'm tired. I'm old. Okay. Um, so if, if it didn't get as much uh, pizzazz for me, it's because we were all bored out, um, tired out. Then, I know we're going to talk about this. Rhea Ripley. She's oh, over. my God.
0: She's over, man.
1: <laughs> I think they thought her coming as a surprise would not pan out well. And it, yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> they told her she wasn't here and then she showed up. I was like, hell yeah. real fucking Ripley. So you know what they're going to do, right? <laughs> I don't think
0: they should. I think they have to. The thing is, is that I, you risk, you risk really turning Charlotte heel here or getting her booed if she's, if she's faced with any type of um, adversity. And... I'm really enjoying the Charlotte face turn right now. But I don't know if Rhea could do anything to make people boo her right now. So we're going to see what they what they have planned in the next couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> hey, man. She's going to beat Ric Flair's ass next week. That's what that sounds hey,
0: like. I, hey, Kel, that would be the only thing that they could do to get Rhea some boos. And I think they should do it. That's actually a good-ass idea, bro. Uh,
2: drag drag his ass out like Batista.
0: Yeah. Because I mean. because when, when Batista did it, that kind of set him... Up for that successful heel right. turn he had.
1: Right, right. No, you're right. You're right. And SmackDown. Just Rhea Ripley choking this nigga with a Oh god. You see, if, you see night,
0: if you see Ric Flair appreciation night, if you see Rick Flair Appreciation Night, just know
1: <laughs> it's over for
0: that nigga that night. It That's is it is over. Um, but let's actually get into the elimination chamber. I think I think you know we belabored the point a little bit here. That was a good go home um i think great i guess we, shout out to can,
1: wwe great show we
0: can get into the sammy and Heyman stuff when we get to the actual match here uh elimination chamber from the bell center in quebec montreal quebec canada this is hey, the month, first
1: month of the all, all right. this is
0: the first major event to be in this center since breaking point in 2009
1: hey, man, that's where uh I believe Cody and Ted DiBiase defeated DX in a submission match. A, is it a false count anywhere? Submission match.
2: That's Such a random. <laughs> oh, it is.
1: Yeah, it is. You're right. It is. He brought it up on the show yesterday. <laughs> That's why I remember.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I'm not mad at this card at all, y'all. I think this is a really good. This this feels like like a mania level show in a lot of ways. Hey, with some of the got, night- a lot,
1: got a lot of Canadian representation on this show.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'll just start from the top here with with uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix.
2: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Judgment Day in a mixed tag team match. We we just talked about Rhea, so it makes sense for for us to go here first. Obviously, Edge and uh, Edge here, hometown here, home country, home home you know home home court advantage for him in a lot of ways. Uh, Judgment Day, Finn and Rhea. They've been feuding for the better part of a year now. Um, I would love to think this was the blow-off, but I thought the I quit match was the blow-off. So um, (laughs) here we are again at this mixed tag match. What do you guys guys think? Who who do you guys think is going to win this
1: one? I'm going with Edge and Beth because it seems like they haven't won a match in this feud. And it feels like, I feel like... Who who won? Wait, what?
0: Edge beat McClash. Edge and uh, Ray beat McClash.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the I quit match that happened afterwards at Extreme Rules. Oh, okay. But yeah, all right. Um, so, but I still feel like Edge and Beth should win. I feel like Charlotte should have a ticket, front row ticket, sitting in the mm-hmm. front, some along those lines. Mm-hmm. She gets involved, calls the Judgment Day to match. That's how we move in that direction.
0: Okay. I like That's that. That's how I feel. I like that. And it doesn't hurt Judgment Day because I feel like... There's such a there's such a oil machine, and I feel like they are you know if if there's no bloodline on the show they still need to be dominant and strong and because they are like the faction on Raw so I I, I like that I like that I think uh I think Edge and Beth are gonna win as well. What about you, Cal? I'm
2: gonna go Judgment Day for two reasons. Um, okay. One, what does Edge do at WrestleMania? I think the blow off for Edge's story is gonna be WrestleMania with Finn, so I think he wins there. But to further Real story, she has to win at Elimination Chamber because that gets her more heat. Because mm-hmm. they're going to have a post-match beat down. She might beat her ass again, take her out. But I don't think that Edge and Beth really win much by beating them at Elimination Chamber. I think they have more more to gain with Judgment Day coming out on top of what's coming ahead. So you get the fin, another fin win, so he can brag about that. That shit's going to carry for six weeks. And then you get to the edge and... Finn, Hell in a Cell, or whatever they do at WrestleMania. And then that's the conclusion, I hope, of the Judgment Day storyline. Because this shit is going on too long. <laughs> but that's that's just to justify them losing this. That if Edge gets to blow off at the big stage, you know how this nigga thinks. He wants the big matches on the biggest stage possible. And I don't see any other path for Edge at WrestleMania other than this. That's actually... So I think that story long continues. Sense.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I like that. I like that idea a lot. I wouldn't be mad either way, but I think, you know, hometown... The thing is, right, is like who's going to get the hometown victories here? <laughs> and there's three matches with hometown people in it, so somebody's got to get the win and somebody's got to take the L's. So we'll see how that how that shakes out. Uh, next up, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Regular-ass match.
2: <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. I was like,
1: what? For real?
0: Hey, man, they got... I'm I'm ready for this to be over. I'm not gonna lie to y'all.
1: I thought they were gonna we're fake right. out the, um, I thought they were gonna fake out the 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 thing, and um, fake out the contract signing and extend it to WrestleMania. But they did a whole ass contract signing. We're, I think
0: the I think the idea here is that they have to get Bobby out the way, so that he can do whatever hurt business shit that he wants to do, and Brock can finally. Go over and wrestle whoever he wants to wrestle on, uh, on WrestleMania. But I think the idea here is because I asked last night, I was like, why are they making Bobby so much of a heel? And I said, oh, okay, because they need Brock to go into Mania as a babyface because now they actually have heels, thank God, <laughs> that Brock can face that aren't Roman. And I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking it's going to be Gunther. And I'm hoping that it is Gunther. So in order to get this out the way, Brock needs to get his heat back from the Royal Rumble stuff and losing to to Bobby. Um, So I would say give it to Brock. I I think Brock will win this one.
2: I agree. I'm going with Brock too for the same exact reasons, because this shit needs to be wrapped up. You know, it furthers the Hurt Business storyline more than it furthers Brock's WrestleMania storyline. So yeah, we're going to go Brock here. I kind of want to go Bobby. (laughs) There's
1: something about a Bobby. I was like, damn, Maybe you will win this match. I'm gonna go
2: with Bobby. Been that boy ass now, you know?
1: That's but true. I'm gonna go with back. Bobby. I'm gonna go with Bobby though.
0: I think so the no. only, the only way I could see that is if the hurt business comes out and helps. But the thing about it is if Bobby wins, it just extends this feud, y'all. And I don't want to see no more matches between these two.
2: What are they like? 1-1? Like almost at WrestleMania.
0: Oh God, I'm gonna throw up. Ugh.
2: Yeah, that would be nasty.
0: Don't want to to see that. Remember when they booked uh, Omos and Bobby like the week before Mania last year?
1: (laughs) That's how you do it, though. Because if they had three, four weeks of it, I wouldn't have been into it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to tell me it's popping off this Sunday. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm there.
0: Um, Next up, we get into the Elimination Chamber matches. These should be pretty lengthy, knowing Triple H and how... Long, he likes to make these little gimmick matches. We'll start with the women here, because this is the most interesting conversation we have coming out of this. Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalya versus Carmella. Elimination Chamber for a shot at the WWE Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 39. You've got SmackDown women in this. You've got Raw women in this. This has been a very contentious argument. Not an argument, but a conversation on our show. What does Bianca Belair deal because no matter what she does this year, it does not feel like it'll be bigger than last year because it had that story. But what, who could win this to to give that match with Bianca a big story or some big stakes? What do you guys think?
1: Not 90% of these girls.
0: <laughs> you said what?
1: <laughs> I said not 90. is a stretch. Not 84% of these girls. I'll tell you that. Process of elimination yeah, I think for this man. is... Uh...
2: It's got to be Oscar. Like, Carmela, nothing else
1: makes sense. Nah. Natalia. Nah. Raquel Rodriguez. Not right now.
0: No, nah, it's not her year.
1: Um, Nikki Cross. Nah, she seems to be doing something with the little purple hair girl. All right. That's it. <laughs> we'll that. Um, Liv Morgan and Oscar. Nah, I love Liv. I love Oscar. I kind of wish it was a triple threat match. I honestly,
0: I honestly would love it if Liv and Oscar had a match, I th- I like a hardcore match.
1: That'd be fire. That would be sex. I mean, fire. <laughs> <laughs> right, that would also be fire. Um, but then, where was Bianca? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. There's nobody. And
0: listen. There's nobody fucking bigger than this. Damn, Lita. You, know you don't, don't want to do nothing. <laughs> that's an auto. That's an auto. L. It's, been,
2: it's been said to death, but I just really wish they would have flipped the opponents. Like I wish it could have been Rhea in this iteration versus this iteration of Bianca, with Charlotte versus this iteration of Oscar. And I think that you can keep Charlotte face. You can make Oscar's character work. Rear can be that opponent that we've never seen Bianca face, but you know they they doing it backwards. So, I, I think it's gonna be Oscar. I think it's gonna come down to Oscar and Natalia because hometown. And yeah, we get to WrestleMania after that. But have
1: yeah, some strong style ass match or something along those lines. I <sighs> like how Liv took the pinfall last night. We were not happy. She taking a lot. Yeah, getting with- her ass beat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's been taking a lot of pins lately. Um, I guess it, that's it. that's what happens when you win the title.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got you got to make, t- yeah. make them look strong. I make look strong because
0: you could say like you pinned a former ch- champion at that point, and she's like that former champion pinfall. Um, I think all signs pointed Oscar the way she whooped everybody's ass on Raw. So like I, I guess we could t- could do Oscar, but at least at least the question to me right now of what is Ronda doing. What is Becky doing? What is Bailey doing for WrestleMania? We already know it was supposed to be Becky and Ronda. It seems as though the two parties couldn't come to an agreement with what they wanted to do. And now we're left with this. So what are these women doing (laughs) for WrestleMania?
1: Hey, man. I don't think we can leave Bailey off another mania. (laughs) And And
0: I don't think she will be left off. I just think that it's like... They got to have something really big for WrestleMania for these two, because they, you just can't, you, you know, you can't leave them off. And you're looking at this year, y'all, us having at least three to four women's matches, which is like unheard of for a WrestleMania, which is in, in not, in, not unheard of in a bad way, unheard of in a great way. It's just the way that they put them together. I'm wondering how they're going to how they're going to break all of this stuff up.
2: Hey, Amen. So do you have damage control lose to titles before WrestleMania? So that frees damage control up for a six-woman tag possibly at WrestleMania? And then that leaves Ronda and Shayna to add two more women to the card like uh, Shotzi and fucking Raquel, what else was called? Gonzalez, Raquel Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, that makes sense too. Dakota's injured also. And... I
2: don't know, she was moving
1: fine yesterday. (laughs)
0: Well, apparently she's. Oh, apparently she's. Well, remember when she she didn't do she didn't catch anybody on that dive last night. So she's definitely not basing anyone on her or her legs right now. So it's probably like right. the knee or ankle.
1: But um, she probably she probably will be back in time because it seems like if they're willing to put her out there for action, it can't be as terrible as we all think it is. Right? Because they wouldn't put her in harm's way um, if she wasn't like even. Kind of a little bit clear to go.
0: Same with Miz and uh, Boogs. Where's Nakamura?
1: Shit, that's a good-ass question. That's what fucking Donnie asked me yesterday. He's <laughs> like, yo, where's Nakamura? I was like, I don't know. Get this Boogs nigga out of the ring, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, men's chamber match for the U.S. championship. Austin Theory's champion. He's going to be in the match. Versus Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. I'll say this. Even though it looks, it's likely that a lot of people in this match don't look like they belong. If this is how creative is getting shine on them by putting them in this position, then good on them. Because I think that people like Bronson and Gargano and Montez need that shine right now against some established guys on the roster. So I think they should, they should really go off in this match. And I think that they will.
1: Should be a fun match. No, absolutely. should be a very fun match. So. Uh, do we see
0: do we see Logan Paul? Because that keeps coming up.
1: I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. R- Logan I
0: think, coming, yeah, coming I out. Think so Logan coming up from under the ring like Shawn Michaels did the Undertaker and costing Seth the match, I would pop profusely.
1: Amen. Yeah, that'd be fire. <laughs> running up the hill and shit. <laughs> that would be running fire. up the hill. Like I I, mean, I need
0: uh, I need them to have smoke on smoke. I need them to like like big this up big.
1: Um I mean Austin Theory is retaining to me. Uh I see in terms of elimination order. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Green. I see. <laughs> Very green. <laughs> I low key see Montez out first. Um, maybe Priest out second. Mm-hmm. Gargano out third.
0: Be clear. Be clear now.
1: Oh, H nah. loves Bronson this. Reed out third.
0: Yeah, H I was about to say H loves Gargano. He ain't going down. Remember how long he was in the yeah,
1: role? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. We gotta have three people hit this Bronson Reed nigga with some finishers.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but my only eight thing. super kicks
0: my only issue with this shit is that you have to pin someone like bronson so early i don't like that about it he shouldn't i don't think he should be getting pinned right now because of the no, way they he put him up.
1: you think he should no he shouldn't
0: yeah okay yeah like yeah, I'm
1: yeah,
0: i'm not a fan of him either but the way he's coming off to me the presentation's a lot better so like i'm willing to give it a chance
1: he almost killed Ali yesterday. I, I was waiting for his match because I was like, "Okay, I'm hungry," um, and I was waiting for the this match specifically. But I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go get food." Um, and then, but there was a commercial break and shit, so I got <laughs> food, and there was no lines either. Went to get food. By the way, Barclays Center, you got to do better with the food. It's that- was Disgusting. It was disgusting, bro. It was trash. You know me. I love a good chicken finger. Or tenders. Whatever they call called at this point. <laughs> she was mostly bread. I was disgusted. And they didn't have no honey mustard. What do you mean I don't have no honey mustard, bro? Come on, man. Barclay Center. Got to do better. O-
0: Otis ate it all.
1: Listen. <laughs> Otis. Otis. I pop- Otis. I, pop- <laughs> um, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, nah, but the food is... But... <laughs> Dottie remind me what Charles Barkley says at this point you could park on the <laughs> at the Barclay Center because they lost all their stars. No one is showing up. Free parking everywhere at this point. Um <laughs> because no one is going to the Barclay Center anymore after last week. Uh Austin Theory wins it. The dark match main event was Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins yesterday. Did not stay, was tied. Um but I see Austin Theory winning this. Maybe Seth Rollins doesn't last to the end. Maybe he gets pinned by somebody else.
0: I think he gets out early. <clears throat> I think this is a showcase for Austin and all of the people that he'll potentially be facing in the next couple of months.
1: Maybe Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory is the last two.
0: I think so. I think and I think it I think either now or Mania, you're looking at a Gargano theory or 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 read Gargano theory type thing with all of the, the way stuff and the stuff they used to do at NXT. I think that's and that's strong to me. I think, the, mm-hmm. I think the odd man out, the odd men out here, are Damian and, and Montez. To be honest with you,
1: yeah, so, yeah, uh, easily.
0: Um, main event, which I'm sure this is gonna be main event. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn, singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. We're taking it home here with the main event.
1: Really strong mm. promo, really mm-hmm. strong mm-hmm. promo
0: with Sami and Cody on Monday on Raw again. Ooh, boy. They are they are they are threading the needle, weaving the 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 basket of course of the WrestleMania main event here, and really
1: stomping my feet, (laughs) clapping my hands. First of all, they cut to a Baron Corbin interview. I was like, okay, maybe I'll go pee right now. And then, because I was in the section where everyone who runs out passes me, so he saw the hooded nigga when it was all dark, and then. It's, it's Sami Zayn in the ring, and everyone's losing their fucking minds. Everyone stands up. They're losing their minds. Sami Zayn is over like Rover. He says, You know, something along those lines. There's somebody I need to talk to. I need to talk to Cody right now. He's got to go face to face. This is the internet's, this is what the internet has done. <laughs> they painted these two against each other. They can only be one round to WrestleMania. Cody comes out over like Rover. This is the moment everybody's been waiting for. And we're singing
0: every word to his song. So I want to stop. Yeah. I want them to stop the cap.
1: Listen, everyone, whoa! listen, everybody, everybody. He comes out in the Sunday's best. And they have this promo and this segment where not only is Cody affirming the fact that Nigga, there's one route to WrestleMania and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> But he also says, Sami Zayn, you got to finish your story and you have to believe that you can do it. And everyone, you know, he's saying what everyone's feeling it's like, Sammy, you believe you can do it. He's finally the underdog. He, he, he's sitting there. There's this moment where at the end of the promo, I mean, Cody walks out, Sami Zayn is on the barricade and he's just standing there, right? And I watched Raw this today. So they cut the camera back to Graves and fucking KP. But Sammy stays there for maybe like another like 40 seconds more. And this is the part they cut out, which they really shouldn't have cut out. Because it was filming. so imp- Huh? They we're filming it though. Yeah, they were filming it. But it's so important, right? So he's just standing there. And then he begins to fucking lose it. Like he's banging against the barricade, almost pulling his hair out. He's going nuts. You could hear people in the background as Corey Graves and KP are talking because he's like losing it because he's finally coming to the, he's getting to this decision. like, He wants to believe in himself, but he knows what he's up against. And there's so much other conflicting emotions with him of like, can he do this? Should he believe he can do this? And it's torturing him. And then he just rushes back out and walks back out. And I thought that part, the part where they didn't show him where he was like I'm in his hair. I thought that was like a great exclamation point piece on it that I wish they showed because he showed that he's really like tortured by all of this um, it was a fantastic segment didn't see Cody coming back out and having a full ass match <laughs> I was like god
2: damn Stacy Adams <laughs> boy. turn it up
1: <laughs> did a
0: did a damn uh, suicide dive in some in some in some Scooby Doo's? Those are shoes. Ain't
2: no way I'm getting me. on the top rope in no damn loafers. <laughs> like, you know, he
1: wanted to flex on him so bad. He was like, he's not working the pay per view, so he's like, listen. And everyone who worked, who's not working the pay per view, worked on you no, know, um, on Monday. That's what I loved about it.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Um, um as far as this me. match goes. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. Uh, the the I'm not even worried about the match quality. What I want to see is the fucking atmosphere. The atmosphere is going to be insane for this. You've got Roman, who's going to be John Cena in Hammerstein. He's going to be HBK in Canada on Saturday. And that's going to be the reaction that he's going to be dealing with. No one will be cheering him. He's actually... Mm-hmm. He's going to be Roman at Clash. Nobody cheered him at Clash either. That was one of the first times I can remember that, that Roman got uni- unanimous booze. A- I still think they're going to
1: acknowledge him though, because the aura of that entrance is just too strong to ignore.
2: I I, we'll I think see. he gets the mic know. during the match. Hadn't he Would done you- that before he's gotten the mic during the match and told the crowd to acknowledge him and then booze? Yeah, I think he can and- do that before the match.
0: And you know why that's interesting? Because he's done that more often than not in matches where he was getting too many cheers. And that and that has, like, like the... Uh, he did it... What was the one where he, he grabbed the mask? During the Finn match?
1: Yeah. That, he got he that like, got nah.
0: like, he, like, that shit was fucking hilarious. But, like, I think what we're worried about here, or not worried about what we're interested in because we know Roman's going to win. Let's just clear it out the way. It's it's Absolutely. it's a foregone conclusion. We, 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 we see the finish line here. Mm-hmm. What will happen at the end of this match? And how hard are you going to cry when Kevin Owens comes back?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, man. Larry Z-Stance? Come on. <laughs> we They're coming out here. First of all, we got to tell the Jay story. We got to tell the Jimmy story. The solo is going to be there as well. But when Kevin Owens comes out, oh, my God entire the, the sky is gonna rip away from itself like
2: Stone cold. Uh,
1: it's gonna be amazing and you know I was listening to I was listening to, you know how J5 you listen to cornet and that's yeah. your thing that's your, your problematic uh listen that's my uh Joe my Goat. I listen to <laughs> Alvarez and fucking um <laughs>
0: Alvarez and uh and um uh, <laughs>
1: Mike Semper Oh yeah. Um, no, but they had. I listened to Alvarez and um, what's his name, Meltzer this morning, and they were talking about how like usually in these kind of moments, Vince McMahon would be tempted to kind of like go in a different direction a little bit, mm-hmm. whereas Triple H has done something where Vince doesn't normally does and he stay part of the course and he maintains that course and I feel like Triple H is able to maintain this course because the stories and matches are so good where we don't necessarily have to doubt now people are going to doubt anyway they just are they're going to say that Sammy should be one main event in WrestleMania they're going to ruin Sami Zayn after this thing but I implore you this man has not missed yet mm especially with the storyline. This is a priority. This is the thing that's bringing in 2.7 million viewers. This is the thing over on Monday Night Raw that's bringing in extra viewers too. So they're not going to, they could flub everything else. We could have Bronson Reed win the US championship, whatever, you know?
0: I'd be fire. I'm not going
1: to lie. <laughs> I hope it don't happen. Um, <laughs> but this Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn is getting all the love and affection. The Kevin Owens part of this, the Roman Reigns part of this, the Cody part of this, because I'm almost sure Cody's going to be there. Does Cody get involved with this? Do I don't is think they're in you, ex- you don't think so? No, I, I think I that. Think you have them touch.
0: Yeah, you don't. Know, you don't. Know, because the thing is, he'll have to like, you don't. You, here's the thing. If Sammy loses, let him have that moment. You don't want to do the Roman Cody's face off right there. I feel like he would be wilding if he did that because Cody will get booed. You gotta let the fans come down. You gotta yeah. let them come to terms with what happened. Give them a, give them two days to come down it
1: was with what. Yeah, was
0: yeah, like they like they they are, they they can't they cannot see Cody right after that. You gotta see Kevin after that. I think Jay comes out. He's been playing possum the whole time.
1: Here's a, here's a hot take. I don't think Jay fully commits to the bloodline ever again. I feel like. Based on what happens on Friday, I feel like Jay keeps his distance, but he ultimately keeps his loyalty to his brother, which is how this tag team match ends up happening. Right. Okay. Because so can- I don't. Th- Go
0: I- ahead. I-, I don't. And think I think he hates Sammy. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think it's Jay who pulls Jimmy away. At the end of the day, but I don't think he ever fully commits. I don't think he's back. He's going. To go back to the bloodline, I don't think we pull an MJF where you make Jay this affable character and then you shit you shit on it immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, But it could happen. I mean, it's not like it's out the realm of happening. It could happen.
0: What do you think? I don't think
1: that's the
2: go ahead. What do you think, Cal? Oh shit! I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, I got Roman winning. Um, I do think that. I think Jay turns. I think you want to put that heat back on them for the tag championship match at WrestleMania. Again, I think it's a ladder match, um, wow. but you can have that, that show of respect after the championship match. I don't think it comes before that. So I think it's going to have, you know, you're gonna have Jay siding with his family up until that point. But same time, I don't know what the bloodline looks like after WrestleMania. Cause I'm assuming that Roman takes a break because he needs it. Um, so, I can see it either way. I just don't know how you get to that post-match beatdown with Kevin Owens. Do you have Kevin Owens take out the entire bloodline for with the major pop? Or do you have Jay pull Jimmy aside and they leave and then it's just Solo and Roman? So, that's I, that's what I'm most interested in. Is how do you get to well, the KO pop? Because we know it's coming. Well, kinda... remember,
0: one One thing we have not talked about is that Roman told the Usos to stay home. So I don't even know if they're going to be there on Saturday.
2: Messi said they were cleared. Um, he said they shouldn't have any issues getting into Canada, so they might not be on SmackDown, but I I don't know how you get there without the Usos because that's, that's that secondary story that carries you to WrestleMania, the Usos yeah. versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So it's going to be kind of hard to write around that without that moment. Because you know people gonna be still clamoring for that triple threat for some reason, and Roman don't do rematches. <laughs> That's the one thing about this championship ring; he does not give you I, that I, that fair one on one. Brock got three. Rock special. <laughs> <Brock> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Brock Brock got ain't three. like these other niggas. Um,
0: I will say this: we have no clue what the fuck's gonna happen, and I think that I think it's all the better for it. I'm excited for this WrestleMania build. A lot of it has worked for me. Um, It's just up to them to fill in the blanks for the final six or so weeks that we have until the actual event. But that is our prediction of Elimination Chamber. And hopefully we'll have a very long and lengthy review and recap of of Elimination Chamber when we get back to you guys next week. Kel, I want to thank you for being on the show once again, brother. Thank you so much.
2: One one quick thing real quick. Because, again, I want to give you guys your flowers on Valentine's Day. I know we're running long. But absolutely, the network that you guys have created on each platform from wrestling and music to everything else in between, I am grateful for you guys creating that space because I'm going to be honest, I don't know how y'all can maneuver and make sure that everything's on point, but it always is. You guys do so much with purpose. You guys always open up doors for other people to find purpose. And it's just one of of my favorite things about y'all. Because you know, I found this podcast first, but I've branched out into other podcasts. So I always want to just make sure that you guys know that you guys are doing an amazing job. So you know, I appreciate being on here. I hope this ain't my last time. I would love to come back. You guys keep up the good work. I enjoy hey, it myself.
0: It's not going to be your last time. You you still always won. So, uh, so true. <laughs> it's not going to be your last time. But thank you for
1: enjoy the black print. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for those words uh you know i i, I appreciate them you know what i'm saying and, and and again like thank you for rocking with us for so many years again it's 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 amazing how many people that we have a community of people that really fucking fuck with us and um it, it, it is it's great to just be able to talk raps with my friends and some of my friends along the way that i've got by loving this this whole industry so thank you guys for listening Uh, for meals and Kel. I'm Justin. And we'll talk to you guys next week as we are officially, officially, officially hella, hella close to WrestleMania. We're like maybe three exits away. So we'll see you guys next week on the a show. Peace.